evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews. This is Super Tap Film Club, and I am joined, as always, by Hollywood Fletch and Magic Mark. Mm. We're in now after technical difficulties. <sighs> Fletcher doesn't want to talk about, but we're here now. We're here now. We've had a pint of coffee. I can't believe you actually drink pints of coffee. Do you want to know? I've actually had two. He's like, do you want I've actually had two pints of coffee. Did you do it? Have you? Yeah. 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 I'm mad at you. Don't, we'll be fine. It's fine because I'm levelling myself out. You are, li- <laughs> you are literally either wired or pissed. There is no kind of natural state for you. I wouldn't say pissed. He's, he's skittery like a meerkat. He's always just like, just like looking around in like, <laughs> he's always alert. He's just like, you always think he's going to run off if you make a, like, a sudden movement. Yeah, I will I'll probably have a heart attack. Well, that's a start your day, the two pints of coffee, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> two pints, not two cups, two pints. Yeah, there's a coffee shop in town. You, do you remember they used to do Hammerhead Coffee at this old place? Jesus Christ, it was like, it was like thick tar. <clears throat> it was like drinking cocaine. You ever seen like squirrel eating and it would just be like, no, 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 look up. Okay, we're fine, and then they'll just carry on eating. That's what he's like. Right. Haven't squirrels got horrible hands? Don't talk to me about squirrels. They have got horrible hands. They've I went got out this horrible, morning. gnarled hands, haven't they? I haven't, we haven't spoke about the squirrel for a while, but I went out this morning, and the fuckers dug a hole in the grass, putting fucking acorns in the grass. That's kind of what they do. Yeah, but not in my new meadow that I had put in. <laughs> You're like king of the squirrels, though. You're, I'm you're like king like, of the squirrels. Because you're a squirrely man. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty harsh with Malachi J. Matthews, if that is his real name. But fucking hell, Fletch, put the claws away. Well, this is what you get for having two pints of coffee for doing the podcast <laughs> after last week's debacle. <laughs> well, I've, I'm a bit more with it than I was last week. If How was the edit in... job last week, Fletch? <sighs> I sounded all right on the episode. I think you did it. Yes, I sounded perfectly fine on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great because you both you both stutter in different ways. Mm. I don't stutter at all. You do, but I like it because you get it all out at the beginning of your sentence. So oh, I, I um, you, you I... go. go and then you talk yeah, and I'm like well, I can just chop the beginning off and it's like that's fine oh he's gone now is he gone, he's for, a, is he gone for a piss because he's drunk too much coffee the squirrely comment he's just quit the show I went, <laughs> I went to gather some nuts I went to fill my cheeks you need to harness the squirrels harness the squirrels yes you need to like meditate you know, with them yes you need to just call it like a Squirrel mancer. I tell you what I need. I need a, I need a, a squirrel conch. <laughs> I learned what a conch is the other week. No, you did. There, well, there you go. That, that was a little callback. They're for summoning squirrels. They're for summoning. They, they're basically <laughs> my squirrel army. They're the fish of the grass. The fish of the trees. The fish of the trees. <laughs> what the fuck? No more coffee for Malachi J. Matthews. <laughs> so last week. We were in street punk Hogwarts, weren't we? We were on the street punks train to get ready for Robocop and Terminator. That's where it goes. <laughs> They'd send them off to Terminator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 
But this week, we are in a different future. We are, this film was made in 1997. Fletcher, what are we doing this week on Super Tap Film Club? Double team. Double team from 1997, starring JCBD. JCBD's back, third, third or fourth time? Oh, he's been, I don't know, he's been a few times now, hasn't he? Has he? We did Bloodsport. Yeah. No Retreat, No Surrender. Oh, yeah, he was in that, wasn't he? The Evil Russian. I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah. And he's in, he's in this one, obviously. Dennis Rodman from the NWO. NWO for life. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Former WCW superstar, Dennis Rodman. Also, also a basketball player. Yeah, also played for the Chicago Bulls in, like, their prime. Yeah. He's the classic lineup of the Chicago Bulls. He's Hulk Hogan's mate. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Does everything... Okay. All he did as a kid was watch wrestling and nothing else. He really did. It's really weird. <laughs> Mickey Rourke as well. Welcome to the clubs. First time we've had Mickey Rourke in this. So this is beefy Mickey Rourke before he's sad, sad face Mickey Rourke from the wrestler. <laughs> before his face melted. Before we got all, you know, bad. Do you know what you it's know what? missing? Do you know what I really would have liked in this film? What? Pam Greer. Pam Greer, yeah, well, that's it. I'm getting... Getting withdrawals. <laughs> we need some Pam. Need Pam time. Don't worry, Mark. Pam's coming back in a couple of weeks. Good. So she'll be back in Ghosts of Mars in a few weeks' time. <laughs> Have you seen this one before we watched it for the show? No. No? I had it, but I remember at the time I quite liked Dennis Rodman because he was kind of, like, cool and had different coloured hair and he was a basketball player and shit. So yeah. I wanted to see Double Team, but I never did. No. Well, you have now, Bab. You have now. Aren't you kind of glad you didn't? Yeah, it's a bit of an anticlimax, isn't it? What are you on about? I really liked it. It's, the, the film was fine, but it just reminded me how weird Dennis Rodman is. Well, it reminded me how weird the 90s is in general, I think. It's, uh, it's a very, very 90s film, this. Very Dennis 90s. Rodman very much played Dennis Rodman, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I think that's all he can do, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he's like he's like the boy George of basketball. <laughs> the boy George of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. As a kid, I didn't spot in any way, shape or form, because I was a bit dumb, I didn't spot that Dennis Rodman is really fucking homoerotic. <laughs> you never spotted that? No. Is he a gay? He's a man of the people. Yeah, he's bi, yeah. His her his actual words were I'll I'll have sex with anyone, but I always give and never receive. Yeah. So, so there you go. He'll, he'll just he'll basically he'll just bomb anyone. He loves it. He loves it. They call him the confuser, the basketball confuser. It's like a basketball pirate. I love it when like sportsmen and like really good sportsmen are a bit queer, a bit bonkers. Yeah. Because. I just know that there's people out there who are just really pissed off about it. Oh, especially like, the... not in not in my sport. Especially in the nineties. Like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I'm gonna wear a spandex bra tonight. Yeah. And you can't stop me, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> You've got these people at home who like wish they were like really good at basketball. And there's this bloke who wears nail varnish who's just fucking slam dunking over them. Slam dunking. When he's done that, he goes only slam dunks Madonna, slam dunks Carmen Electra, slam he dunks. He did, didn't he? He yeah. did it with Madonna. And he go, and then after all that, pops off to WCW and helps helps out good brother Hogan brother. 
in, uh, fighting Randy Savage. Oh no, he, he had a fight with it was with Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page, wasn't it? After we watched the film, I watched a video of him fighting Kurt Henning. Yes, that was when he was in TNA. And he fought Mr. Perfect. He fought Mr. Perfect in TNA. Yeah. NWO for life. So he was like a proper wrestler then. I know he was. That's what I said. Well, yeah, but I didn't know this. Well, that's the, the joy of podcasting, isn't it? We all learn. That's why we're here, <laughs> isn't it? To learn to about learn. what else Dennis Rodman did besides basketball. Well, What's Dennis Rodman doing now? I haven't seen him for a few years. Well, he was on Celebrity Big Brother a few years ago, wasn't he? He just looks exactly the same. He doesn't look any different. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, he's still got, like, the exact same piercings in and everything. Yeah, that's what I mean. And his, and his hair's different all the time. Well, yeah, that's, that's the that's thing. That's his thing, isn't it? His hair always changes. And you notice that in the film. Every, t- every time... Did you notice that, Mark? Every scene with uh, Rodman in it, his hair's just totally different. Yes, and not only did I notice it, it earned a love heart. Hey! Of course it did. There we go. With a pre-pre-love heart, let's get into it. JCVD. Secret agent, double O beef. Double O Boff, Le Boff, Le Boff Le Grand. <laughs> Jack Quinn, because you can tell he's American. He's always got a really American name in his films, hasn't he, Jean-Claude Van Damme? <laughs> he and then he talks like talk. Jean-Claude Van Damme, and it kind of ruins the mystique. Well, they didn't explain his accent in this one. Normally, in um, in JCVD films, you always get like just this oh, one bit... in France. Yeah, this one <laughs> bit of dialogue where they're like... Like in Kickboxer, where they're brothers, and it's like... Parents sent you off to study in Europe, and that's why you've got a funny accent. Like, there's always just that one little line of dialogue to explain why he talks funny. Yeah. But they didn't bother in this didn't one. Didn't bother in this one. It's just... Maybe it's because he's just an international spy. Yeah. They also <laughs> made his wife have a similar accent in this one, though, didn't they? So maybe that was the distraction tactic. If they make his wife sound like him, people might not spot that he sounds dead foreign. And he's a spy. We don't know if Jack Quinn's even his real name. Yeah. Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn. Well, they're in Jacques Quinn. They're in France, aren't they? What? What? What are you trying to say? I said, what? Are you trying to say we? Yeah. Oh, yes, they are in the south of France. Is he having a seizure from too much coffee? (laughs) He is. He thinks he can talk French now. He's met René Dupree like five or six times and he thinks he can speak French. Five or six times. Five or six times. (laughs) Irish. Bless (laughs) bless him. I love Reg. And he's fluent in French. He's a real Frenchman. He's from Paris, France. He comes out with a poodle. He does. He fell over a poodle on the one we were watching the other day. (laughs) JCVD. Secret agent. Secret agent man. Double O Buff. Sopra Buff. So I'm going to stop with the French things. He's on his final mission. He's retiring after this. But first, his objective today is to take back a tanker full of stolen plutonium. It's been stolen by king villain Stavros. Stavros is played by Mickey Rourke, the evil Mickey Rourke. Uh, yeah, he's stolen some plutonium and he's going to sell it to the Iraqis. So Jack Quinn has got to go and get this truck from a secret bunker and drive it to the border. Now, this is the first bit of like post-production ADR, straight out the bat. The Quinn has 14 hours to reach the border, and if he does make it, his registration, his resignation is final. Like, yeah, like, is... The guy just quickly explains what's happening yeah. in the scene. Yeah. So yeah, JCBD, he takes the tanker and he smashes it out of the bunker. 
Stavros. Stavros, yeah. His name's Stavros. Yeah. Is he Greek? Well, it's a Greek name, yeah. Is he a Greek terrorist? I think he is a Greek terrorist, yeah. The thing is, he's a terrorist for money. He's like a private... Like, you know how Tina Turner was a private dancer, a dancer for money? Yeah. <laughs> That's like Mickey Rourke, but we're killing. <laughs> so a mercenary. The word you're looking for is mercenary. Yeah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> he's not a private terrorist. That isn't a thing. The word is mercenary. Yes, yeah, you're terrorists for money. I'll do what you ask me to do. Oh, <laughs> you smash it through the bunker. Bush! So it's running over all these cars. There's bad army men for not, well, I don't know what army it is, but there's bad army men there. They start chasing him. Everything starts exploding immediately in this film. Fuel tanker, boom! Motorbikes, boom! And JCVD is going with this Tonka, it's like a Tonka truck that he's nicked, isn't it? And he's driving through all these quaint villages because he's only got 14 hours to get to the border. Roadblock. Truck, he hits roadblock. They shoot the back of the, I noticed at this point, they shoot the back of the load off the truck. It separates from the first bit, but then later on it's, it's back. Continuity, Continuity error. Continuity error. Oh, my. He drives but... down a hill through a river and the army dudes are chasing him. There's a train coming, guys. Oh, my God. Don't worry, though, because this is double O Biff, and he's going to jump that train. And he jumps the train, and he loses the army. That's it. He's mission over complete. He doesn't jump the train, though. It, it looks like he's going to jump the train. They set it up like he's going to jump over the train. He and then he just goes, and he just smashes through it. Smashes through it in slow motion. Because he's Biff. The starts of action films go... That was pretty special, and I just broke down much explodium, love heart, because, mm. you know, I like it when things blow up, innit? Well, I thought you would. This, this film has got a lot of things that, one, you like explosions, <clears throat> and Fletcher loves people being chucked through glass, and uh, that's got this in, uh, in, in its groves. In fact, there's like, probably too much. Too like, much. seriously, there was so much glass smashing and so much explodium. It's almost like we were spoilt. Yeah, it's too good, this one. It's too good. Anyway, three years later, south of France. Looks bloody lovely, doesn't it? Imagine it. Oh, it'd be lovely there. There's a lovely lady in the pool. She's in the pool, relaxing. The phone rings. The phone's ringing. Nobody's answering the phone. And she's like wanting her husband to answer the phone. Jack, Jack Quinn is there. But he can't get to the phone. He's like, because he's been in the shower washing his hair. He comes out and he says, Catherine! I'm not going to bother with his voice. Please do. Please do. <laughs> Please do. Catherine, I cannot get to the phone. Your cow is in the way. It's, it's not a cow. It's not a cow, John. It's a swan. That is a model of a swan. I'm an artist. And he's like, I don't care what it is. It's beautiful, but it's in the way. She's, he says, your swan is beautiful. You are beautiful. Life is good for JCVD. <laughs> Nice house, nice pool, wife's pregnant, it's all perfect. That's your award-winning JCVD accent. Yeah, well, that's it. In all honesty, he's acting better than John claude Van Damme ever did. Hey, 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 come on now. Remember the sad little boy from Bloodsport? I didn't mean to steal it. <laughs> I didn't mean to steal it. Oh. Sorry, were you trying a counter-argument or were you just trying to affirm my my point? What about he's, like when he gets blinded in Bloodsport and, oh, and he screams in anguish? See. 
He can't Look, see. I like Jean-Claude Van Damme because of his kicking. I am very fond of Jean-Claude Van Damme, but he cannot act. God. Well, what about when, like, he was in Kickboxer and he was like, I want Tong Po! <coughs> I want you! And then he gets drunk and then dances. Yeah. And it's and so good. his dungarees on. That's his little dungaree vest on. <laughs> With a, a click, and, a click and clap. Click and clap. That's yeah. click and clap splits. That's the Jean-Claude Van Damme dance. Fight man. Fight man. <laughs> well, there's only one thing that could ruin the cleanliness of this pool, this lovely sterile environment for these people. Dirty American corporate boots <laughs> plumping down next to your lovely pool with like shit all over them. And some fella goes, Bonjour, Jean Claude. <laughs> and he's like, How did you find me? He said, We never lost you, my friend. Mrs. Van Damme is worried because she said, She's like, he said this was it. We could go to France, have a baby. Don't do no spy stuff anymore. He says, you know, I'm retired, right? And the CIA man says, come on, Jack. How long do you think you can sit on your ass watching the sunset? I'd be happy doing that forever, I think. I'd sit by that pool till I died. I Honestly, if I had that house, I would definitely not do no work. Yeah, it wouldn't go out, wouldn't bother. No. COVID, COVID wouldn't bother me if I had that house. No, you don't need, you know, you just go down and get some peaches and stuff from the trees, from the orchard. I imagine there's an orchard there. Yeah. He says, you're a hunter, Jack. Admit it. You missed the game. It's all about the game and how you play it. I knew that was coming. JCVD says, you wouldn't understand. This is personal. I left for personal reasons, not politics. He says, everything's politics, Jack. Everything's politics, mate. And he says, you want personal. Stavros is back. dig a boom And I want him alive. Why is it personal? It's not personal. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's not personal till later, is it? Yeah. Because he's like supposed to be the best person at catching Mickey Rock, but he's never caught him. So, but he says after all the chasing that you've done, all, after all these years, you're the only one who knows how he works. Come on, Jack. This is your last one. Face it, Jack. You can't retire until Stavros does. Maybe that's it. Maybe Stavros is his white whale. Well, his white whale, his joker to his Batman. Mm. Mm. Neither can exist without the other. The yin and yang of violence that exists within double team. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. Oh, really wants some tzatziki now. Yeah. Ooh, Rome. I like tzatziki. Yeah. I'd like a bit of super larky. Like a ooh. Nice bit of lamb kebab, pork mm. kebab, sorry. I want, I want, like, a baguette with some proper, like, nice olive oil on it and some oregano. Ooh, ooh. Oh. Oh, it's a nice day, isn't it, tonight? We could, we could do that, but so we can't. Shall we Greek it up? We'll Greek it up. Okay. Smash some plates up and stuff like that. Yeah, Rome. <laughs> Smash some plates, get into debt. Now it goes to Rome. And uh, CIA man's there on the phone. He's like, yeah, I've been around to see John claude Van Damme. I've put me shitty boots in his pool. Got him on the Stavros job. And then you go, is he going to do it? He's like, I don't know, mate. We'll have to see. And he gets in the car. Who's in the back of the car? Stavros, mate. Gone to his head. He's like, drive. I'm Mickey Rourke. I'm a scary man. I know that you've reintroduced uh, JCVD back into the game. So let's see how he plays. And he's like, oh, by the way, I've left a little present for you in the back of the car. And he gets out, 
presence of bloody bomb. It's a bloody bomb, it's isn't it? Bloody bomb, it's only a bloody bomb. Bloody bomb. And the Made guy of explodium. Explodium. And this is where you get Mickey Rourke's slow motion explosion walk. When he, this is like the first time you see Mickey Rourke's face, and it's you know, he's still got a normal, relatively normal face in 1997, isn't he? Is that so, what they were doing? It's almost like they knew what he was going to do to his face. So they just kind of like build up and reveal it like normal face Mickey <laughs> as he's just walking away. Yeah. Antwerp, they jump around all over the place in this film, don't they? Pew, pew, globe trotters. Walk back, by the way. That earned yeah. a love heart because I do like a walk. I do like a walk away with explodium in the background, but it had a fucking pyramid. Yeah, love heart. Oh. I mean, there is a lot of explosions in this film. I mean, it's only been on for about 10 minutes and everything's already exploded. I did stop giving... Uh, no, I didn't. All of my love arts are for Explodium. <laughs> Looking at my notes. <laughs> What's your favourite walkaway? Do you have a favourite one? There's so many good ones. I mean, that one's pretty high on the list because there's yeah. a fucking pyramid. You die on. Mine's Desperado mm. with... Mm. Um, Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek because it's the sassiest one because mm. that film's super sassy. Oh yeah, of course it is. But, but it's the sassiest walkaway ever. It does help that they are like two of the most attractive people that have ever existed as well. Well, yeah. that's it. It's the sexiest walkaway. It's just so much sass. Antwerp. Now we're in Antwerp in some kind of seedy sex alley full of night ladies and people in PVC, neon everywhere. There's just, what? Nothing. What? Nothing. You're not going to say, well, do you want to go and have a drink in Antwerp? Is that what you can say? No. Right. I can just see it. Right. You're just like, they've got neon. And shiny. <laughs> neon. Just things. Scoot do you imagine if you were there? You'd be like, fucking what? You'd turn, you'd turn full meerkat if you were there. You'd be proper skittery if you went there. I'll have two pints of coffee and I'm going to Antwerp. <laughs> Go to that the, to the night alley in Antwerp to have a look at the uh, sexy scuba lady. Is she, is she a powerful? Well, no, couldn't see her face. She was an she's an aquatic milf. <laughs> the aquatic milf. Yeah. Right. But, like, Mark, do you know how bad he is with neon? Do you know how he's obsessed with neon stuff? He does like neon. Right. He's got like this neon lamp up in his games room where he plays computer games, and the other day he hurt his eyes from staring at the neon lamp. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> he just he became so mesmerised by it, he hurt his eyes. He's like a fucking moth. He is. <laughs> He's so bad. I am, yeah. I'm very much like a moth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's underwater, scuba, underwater scuba dancers in the walls. Everyone's got... There's house music. It's all neon. Everyone's got piercings. The street punks. Everything. It looks pretty good to me. He goes in, he goes to the bar, he says... I'm looking for Yaz. Yaz, this is Dennis Rodman. He's behind the curtain getting his belly button tattooed because he's really grebby. That's what he likes because he's the sexy confuser. <laughs> and he's there in uh, shiny PVC trousers and a mesh silver bra <laughs> getting his belly button tattooed and uh, got the best sunglasses I've ever seen. They are the best sunglasses. Yeah. All they were special. They were. JCVD says, oh, I bet that hurts getting your belly button pierced. You get the bit where he stands up as well 
which I like. Yeah, because you can get to see the, the there's, full, <laughs> there's the full just the, Look how tall this man is. Sean. This man is massive as he stands up and he says, no, belly button didn't hurt, but uh, getting your tongue tattooed, that does. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a tongue tattoo, hasn't he? Yeah. And he's like, Dennis Rodman him. actually got a tongue tattoo, or was this just for the film? I bet yeah, he does. He's probably got one, yeah. He strikes me as someone. They, yeah, but that's probably is. why they did it, because yeah. he's got his tongue tattooed. Yeah. So he shows him his tattooed tongue. To, and then um, JCVD says, who are you? Rodman says, I'm the man. <laughs> the Rod Man. Do you know what? He is. He is the man, isn't he? He's technically a superhero. The Rod Man. That's his gift to the world, is Rod. Dennis is Rod Man. Didn't he break his dick at one point? I'm, I'm not surprised if he's hanging around in sexy Antwerp Alley with all the sexy people. He's getting tattooed by a, a power milf in a powerful metallic bra. The, the weird sexy Antwerp Alley is kind of like this. He wasn't born. He was kind of, he just grew up grew from her, this yeah. environment. Yeah. Like a petri dish. Like a moss. Like yeah. a sexy moss. A sexy moss. Yeah. yeah. You are a, a ludicrous human being. <laughs> he says, I hope you don't judge people by the way you look. JCVD's like that. Of course, don't, mate. Let's get on with it. He says, good. Who does your hair? Siegfried or Roy? And he, goes, and he says, the last person that took the piss out of me air, still trying to get his head out of his bum bum. Assassin each other. Assassin each other. There's so much bounce. Every time they talk to each other, they just like, sat have that. Sass. Oh, I threw some sass at you then. Oh, God. It's like, have, yeah. that, have that sass. Bang. Assassinate each other. I don't know why they just don't get it over with and just give each other a quick gobble. Just clear the tension. Just get it done. I mean, it'd be, you'd get a boring film then. They wouldn't be, like, slapping their dicks on each other for the rest. Anyway. They do talk exclusively in sass. They do. It's, I think the language is bants. I think this is bants. That's what they're speaking <laughs> I'd probably call it sass when it came to Dennis Rodman, to be honest with you, not Vance. Okay. He's the sassiest sportsman ever. Well, he says, he says to John Claude Van Damme, he says, who the hell are you? He says, Jack Quinn. And he goes, he grabs his hand and he says, Jack Quinn, and if you want to dance with me, you have to ask nicely. But he doesn't want to dance with him. He wants to scan his palm with a science pad to make sure he really is who he says he is. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's you. Now, Rodman leads John Claude Van Damme into a sexy gun room. The arsenal, if you will. Dennis Rodman is basically sexy Q from James Bond. He's got a room covered in like arty prints of people doing fetish stuff. But behind those those doors are loads of science science fiction guns up on the sides. And he's like, yeah, rack of weapons, have what you want. Do you know how you get into the gun room? You have to tell the sexy scuba lady you want to go in the gun room. And she swims over to the button and presses it and lets you in. <laughs> I love the sexy scuba woman. Yeah. She's, good. Yeah. I, I, she's just there to do the door when he wants more guns. Yeah, but she's she's like a dancer, but they're like, no, that's not weird enough. She's got to get, get in the water. Or in a fish tank. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he shows us some guns. Uh, I like how, do you know how Dennis Rodman tests his guns? The way he tests his guns is he shoots a load of fetch gear off a, off a mannequin. And he's like, there you go. Works. Good. But um, JCVD's fiddling around with some, but he picks up. Pat Butcher earring and he clicks it open. He's like, what's that? And he's like, you fucking idiot. That's a bomb. Explosion number fucking 3000. There are so many explosions in it. It's great. But now the mission, the mission is on. Jean-Claude Van Damme arrives. He gets announced to the room. They say, ladies and gentlemen, this is Delta One. But forget immediately that you've seen him. There's an old man in the chair, in the chair in the shadows that they never explain. 
that he says like, oh, he's he, we got the information for the for this Stavros job from him over there. He's like, all oh, right, okay. He says, uh, who's my shooter? Who's going to do all the shooting? And it's a Russian lady. And he says, you any good, Russian lady? And she says, with this, I could shoot the dick off a hummingbird. Oh, I remember that bit. Yeah. Good line. Yeah, the dead eye. She's the, the Russian lady. Dead eye. So the plan is they're going to, they're going to go and Stavros is going to the fair, basically. They've found out. So they're going to go and they're going to shoot him up with uh, tranquilizer darts like, like a fucking raging beast. <laughs> and they're going to take him back to like Jurassic Park. But for Mickey Rock. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to take him to the Greek private terrorist zoo. The Zubalaki. Delta team are there. They're all staking it out, waiting for Stavros to come. There's like giant sausage men going around in circles. There's loads of paper mache clowns. People with like scary, scary animal masks on, like, they, like they're wearing your necks. And just, stuff like. just raving. Just around. There's a juggalo there. There's a juggalo spy. There is a juggalo spy. There's a sad juggalo spy there with jingly with a jingly jester hat on. Jean Claude Van Damme with uh, with dead eye Russian lady. They're up there. They're, they're looking around the park. They can't see Stavros, and then they see a car. They're like, "Oh, there he is. He's coming in. He's going in to buy a hot dog." And Jean Claude goes, "Something is happening." And then he goes, "Like that's not Stavros. I know he doesn't like hot dogs. That's not him." And then they're looking around the park, and he's like, "Oh, there he is." And there's Stavros in a cagoule facing a woman in a cagoule or an anorak, a raincoat for our American friends. They're approaching each other and they go, the woman's got something under her coat, been, be careful, it might be a bomb. She reveals it to be the son of Stavros. Stavros Jr. He's there and he's like, gives his son a cuddle and a kiss. Now, Stavros has met his lady and his son next to the tiger that's at the fair. The fucking tiger. The tiger. Mickey Rourke is looking at these like, oh, nice tiger they got there. But then the tiger goes, Mickey, Mickey, have you seen them too? The tiger, the tiger gives him a I, I think the tiger is just a really bad special agent. Yeah. Because he's there and like he clearly knows that they're they're up there on he's the balcony. And and he kind of looks at Mickey Rourke and the tiger's got this really guilty look in his face. And he doesn't and he's not gonna tell him, but he he quickly glances up at the balcony and then back at Mickey. Like, yeah. he gives it away about thinking right. about it. And then, and then Mickey, with one hand, takes his gun out, <laughs> shoots Russian lady through the eye. Yeah, all, that, all that fucking all that shoot, a, shoot a dick off a hummingbird and she just gets plipped in the eye. Plipped in the eye, straight up the eye socket. <laughs> straight up the eye. So that, that starts everything kicking off. Mickey Rourke then throws a hand grenade Fucking the fair explodes. It turns out everyone at this fair is either an undercover cop or a bad lad. So they all just start shooting each other. The sad juggalo clown, when he dies, oh no, he goes, Ugh! and then his little bell, his ring. little jingler <laughs> hits That the made ground. me laugh. <laughs> oh no. Oh, juggalo! Juggalo down. <laughs> down. Mrs. Stavros, she runs off with the kid because everyone's shooting each other. Well, this literally all just kicks off. She runs up near the tiger cage. The tiger punches her <laughs> through the cage. I told you, he's one of the agents. He just goes up and punches her one. And then she gets shot after the tiger hits her. Tiger... As if it's not bad enough that a tiger's just punched her one. <laughs> that would do anyone in. Coca-Cola everywhere. There's one thing about this film. There are Coke machines on every fucking corner. This, there's a guy loading a Coke machine. John claude Van Damme falls over the cans that he's loading into the machine. But he spins in the air and he stars it out and turns it into a fucking massive big kick. 
I call that a Coca-Cola kick and the then Coca-Cola put a love heart in my, in my notes because, you know. Yeah. Oh, be- bear with me a second. Oh, the real yeah. thing. Oh. I love Coca-Cola. I've always loved Coca-Cola ever since my childhood. can't remember what the film was, but I saw nah. this film and there was quite a lot of Coca-Cola in it. And it, it was almost like it was alien food in that film as well. Like alien milk. Like yes. milk for the gods. Mickey there Mouse is stuff. nearly as much Coca-Cola fucking product placement in this film as there is in Mac and Me. There I is. mean, for fuck's sake. The yeah, absolute this... denouement of the film... <laughs> They're saved by Coca-Cola. Mickey Rourke's son is dead. Sorry to put a damper on the Coca-Cola fun, guys, but there is a dead child at the fair. He's been killed in the crossfire. He's got the blood of his sons on his hands. He picks up his Uzi, because everyone's got an Uzi, and he starts spraying bullets across the fair. Jean-Claude Van Damme at this point, this is where you see that he's got slow-motion vision, and he can sort of outrun a bullet, like a bit like the Matrix. But he does. He jumps out of the way of a bullet. Yeah. And it, bullets from thugs jumping out of all the bushes because there's a there's a thug in every bush in this film as well. Chaos, paper mache clowns getting ripped to bits by angry bullets all over the place. Over by the tiger, Stavros is shooting at JCVD for a magic carpet right now. He's up there. He's got quick, fast. He's on like a pirate ship shooting at Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme tries to run up a slide. He doesn't. He fails. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Oh, no, so he, no, he runs up the slide, jumps up, and then when he lands on the other side, he's in the hospital car park. Because there's a hospital right next to this fair, apparently. Right. Yeah. An abandoned hospital. No, it's not an abandoned hospital. Nobody there. It's full of babies. Where's all the staff? It's a baby hospital. He's on the door. I'll tell you where the staff is. The doorman's having a little cup of coffee, because no one's around tonight. They've all gone on the fair. And then there's a little tip. All the hospital staff have gone to the fair and left the babies unattended. Yeah. There's a little bit of a tap on the glass. Mickey Rourke's there. He grabs the, the coffee man through the... Pulls him through the glass. He defenestrates him. Towards himself. He then does he, defenestrate him. Good reference to glassness. Yeah. Pulls him through. Then he jumps through a window himself, the guy. Then Mickey Rourke punches a window. Then he kicks a window. <laughs> <laughs> It does have all of our favourite things in this film, doesn't it? Yeah, inside the hospital, he shoots out more windows as he's running around. He's just running through rooms with windows in it. He's just enraged at the sight of the windows. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't like it. Jean-Claude Van Damme goes in and he's like, where's he gone? There's a dead lady in the lift. The only other staff member, there's two staff members and they're both dead. Two people to look after all them babies. Classic film trope, someone dead in an elevator door. Yeah, just banging against the legs. Yeah. Mickey Rourke's obviously upset. He says, my little boy, he was only six years old. His favourite thing to do was ride a horse, and that little horse is going to miss my boy. He says, now it's personal. Now it's personal. Fucking CIA bootsman said it was personal half an hour ago. Fuck knows. Now it's personal. Do you reckon he hates Windows so much because his son has just died and years of just being like a stoic uh, terrorist for hire man? Mm. He's now, like, actually bearing his soul. Like, you can see into him, like, through a pane of glass. So he's removing the pain. He's, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. What mm. a load of shite. <laughs> what? This film is not that deep. Yes, it is. Uh, every film is that deep. I will tell you the deepness of every film that we watch. John claude Van Damme 
jumps through two windows before he even gets to Stavros. He's just, <laughs> don't, he don't open the doors. It's like, boosh! Straight through. They, he, he literally dives through a window next to a door that's slightly ajar. He's like, fucking out of time! He just jumps through the window. <laughs> Do you think they got like a job lot? So they thought, well, we've got fucking hundreds of glass, fake yeah. glass windows. Let's just smash them all the fuck up. I forgot about the bit when, when uh, Stavros is giving his speech about it, the horse is going to miss the kid. The, uh, sad horse the sad horse story. story. Mickey and his sad horse. Jean-Claude Van Damme's hiding in the maternity ward and there's loads of babies and they're all freaking out because you would do because the windows keep breaking. They're like, what's this? <laughs> I've just been born. What's going on? That's funny because you see him hiding under a cot when the baby's moving. It's like he's going, shut up, baby. Don't say, don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tiger's already grasped me up. I don't want a baby to tell me where I am now. Which side do you reckon the babies are on? Baby's neutral. Baby's no neutral. one's neutral in this film. Every single person in this film is on one side or the other. There are no innocent, innocent civilians in this film. Cock tussle. Cock tussle. Chucking cots through windows now. And they're, they're <laughs> chucking babies through windows. They chuck the lights on so you can see them kicking each other in full lights. Again, a good example of a man who barely uses his hands in this film. John Paul Van Damme. Yes. Good um, kicking. Mickey Rourke starts chucking around the babies on cots and... Jean-Claude's like, well, what are you doing? And he plops a hand grenade in one, chucks a baby with a hand grenade at Jean-Claude. He's like, shit, the baby! Throws the hand grenade into the, into the uh, elevator that's got the corpse in it. Slow, mo slow motion baby rescue. <laughs> Fate of white. I've, I've put down here, explodium lift, love heart. Yeah. You're spotting a pattern. It's, uh, it's heart heavy. Kicks and exploding things. It's almost like I have a certain thing that I like. Yeah. Well, now, when Jean-Claude wakes up from this mystical haze that falls upon him, he's got his head bandaged up like uh, Mr. Bump from the Mr. Men. Or like X-Pac favouring his ribs. You know, when they, when they wrap uh, bandages over the top of somebody's costume. Yeah. Wrestling, so, you know. Why is he X-Pac? X-Pac was always favouring a leg. Because he was a dirty little bastard. Is it because of the kicks? Oh, it's all the kicks he did and all the Bronco Busters. He bust his Bronco more than once. Let's just say that. Everybody loves a Bronco Buster. I hate a Bronco Buster. I think it's the it dumbest a... wrestling move ever. So it is a when... bit homoerotic. Everything about DX is repressed homoeroticism. It's overbrowing, that's what it is. Like, all they ever did was, like, show each other their dicks and butts, didn't they? Yeah. And talk about sucking willies. That's it. Now, when Jean-Claude wakes up, like I said, he's wrapped up like Mr. Bum. Wrapped up like Terry Funk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he wakes up in, like, a, a really nice apartment. And he's, as he wakes up, a little computer goes, bibbidi bibbidi bob, gives him all Jean-Claude Van Damme information. See his little kiddie face. He looks like a little, his little chubby face when he's a kid. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. They've got young JCBD pictures. Yeah, he wakes up and he gets this message that says, all right, Jean-Claude, uh, you were supposed to kill Stavros. You had a chance to kill him, but you didn't kill him. So therefore, you nearly died. We've taken you to this island because now you are a member of the colony because of your skills. You've been assigned here. And he goes, no! So you don't, don't really know what it is yet. He says, you, mind you, the... Uh, your wife and kids and the rest of the world think you're dead. So if you don't want to do it, I'll just gas you now. 
but you might as well just uh, have a look, see what we've got popping put, for put you. Put your thumb on the thing. Put your thumb on this thing and you won't die. If you want to live, put your thumb on the scanner. Ten second countdown. And he's like, I want to live. Confirmed. Thank you, Mr. Quinn. And he goes, no! And he smashes up the TV in it and it's another explosion. It's a mini explosion. Mini explosion. Just to keep you tied over. Now, I think that this is actually a pretty cool concept. It's a bit like The Prisoner, but more badass, in it? That's what we said yeah. when we were watching it. It was it like was The prisoner. prisoner. Yeah, It's sunny outside. It's a lovely day. He opens the door to be greeted by none other than Ivan Ooze himself from the Power Rangers, Balok. Ivan Ooze. Balok from Indiana Jones, the enemy of Indiana Jones. Or Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers. It's Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers, yeah. Goldsmine is his name in this. But yeah, it's Ivan Ooze. Too old to remember the Power Rangers. I went to the cinema for the Power Rangers film. I got that on VHS for Christmas for me now. Hmm. Really? I think I vaguely watched the Power Rangers. I remember Rita Repulsa having the best laugh. But it wasn't, it's not one that I think I particularly have fond memories of. I'd kind of outgrown kids telly by the Power Rangers. Wasn't it about like 96, 97? I was, yeah. I was Power Rangers age. Yeah. I, I just was, liked it. I was there for the, the Power Rangers craze. But yeah, he was Oh also, yeah, but you're like 10 years younger than me and him. All right, mate. I mean, I like Power Rangers. I'm just judging you He still watches bit. fucking Scooby-Doo all the time. Yeah, yeah I believe yeah. it. Yeah. He loves Scooby-Doo. I don't, I don't see it myself. I do love Scooby-Doo, and I'm not, I don't have to explain myself to you, Scooby-Doo. Just, well, just give well, me an idea of what, what, what makes Scooby-Doo so much better than any other cartoon. Uh, Scooby-Doo himself. Or is the dog. No, I just enjoy it, I don't know. I like the live-action films as well. I like the live-action films. I like that, I really do like the live-action films. The live-action films are wicked. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. What? They like Scooby-Doo, Mark. I mean, I don't mind original Scooby-Doo, but I lost my temper when he started talking. What about, what about Sexy Velma? She's not my type. No, what about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, Daphne? The vampire. Yeah. She fights a luchador. To be fair, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Daphne, is pretty badass. Really but the, no, yeah. have you seen the more recent Scooby Doo uh, uh, cartoons where Mystery Incorporated? I just don't like it. I don't like it. Scooby Doo should be. Rah, 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 rah. He shouldn't be fucking talking. Have you seen Scooby Doo meets Kiss? No, but I've seen the Scooby Doo one with the WWE. Didn't like it. Oh, the WrestleMania mystery. That's the one. Ivan Ooze takes Jean-Claude Van Damme down to this pool. He's like, I'm going to show you around my mysterious island. And he introduces him to a load of people at the, at the pool. But JCVD knows these people because they're all agents that have been killed in the line of duty. He's like, you died in Afghanistan or whatever. He's like, no, I didn't. I've been on this island. It's basically full of all the best spies in the world and also the best villains in the world. They're there now to just watch the news and give people information they you know, they're they're a think tank. They're like consultants. Consultants, yeah. He gets handed an amiga. They've got watches as well, so they've got to like act as a pager and they tell them when to go home because they have to go home when the planes arrive to drop stuff off and to take stuff away. 
the current yeah, it's a think tank connected to every law enforcement agency in the world, and they they they're analysing terrorist incidents and recommended responses to the to the government. So they basically watch the news, and John Claude Van Damme says, "Yeah, that fella's lying about this plane that blew up. They did that on purpose." And they're like, "Well, well done, John Claude. Well done." And they're in a move in a room that's a bit like the room in Twelve Monkeys, but it's not all falling apart and steampunky. Mm. It's all clean and nice, and it looks like something from Tech War by William Shatner. Maybe it's the same room. It probably is, but in a different universe. Well, yeah. it's not in the future yet, mm. so it's not all broken down yet. Yeah, double team set in the same universe as Twelve Monkeys. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I think so. There is no escape from this island because of the undersea laser grid. Don't be stupid. Jean-Claude Van Damme says, has is, is anyone escaped from here? And Ivan Ooze says, no one has ever attempted it. Well, they attempted it, but they died because of the sea lasers. lasers. So, so don't do it, because you'll get killed by the sea lasers. And he says, and even if you do, if a resident tries to escape, I forgot to mention that we've got guardians. You've got a guardian that a man will come and kill you if you get off the island. And I can't tell you who that is, because you'd never find out until the end. He says, how, how have you... How have this remained hidden from the world? And he just goes, ah, cloaking devices. That's it. Cloaking that, that's devices. His, yeah, science blocked it from the world. There's, there's an island surrounded yeah. by lasers just there just in there. the world. How far does the laser grid go? I mean, lasers can literally go for miles and miles and miles. Think of all the dead rays. Think of all the fucking salmon and the salmon, not salmon. Think of all the fish, the rays, the sharks, everything. The coral reef. Big holes through it. You wouldn't I mean, be I mean, Fletch would probably be pleased if it was killing sharks. Yeah, probably would, yeah. You'd like it if they concrete the old fucker over, wouldn't you? Made a car park out of the sea. I, yeah. They should just fill it what in. What about the squids, Fletch? What about the squids? Think of the squids. Squids aren't even tasty. So what? Just because you, you have to season the fuck out of mm-hmm. them and then they taste like rubber. Catherine gets a phone call. She's sitting, she's, she's waiting because John Claude hasn't come home from the mission. So she's sitting in the rain, in the pool, crying. It's just like, it, so now I do, you know, now I do my crying in the rain, in a pool, <laughs> in the There's dark. a good song by Aha called Crying in the Rain. Well, yeah. I do my crying in the rain. They should have had that on the soundtrack. What were they thinking? She doesn't know what she's thinking. The phone rings, she answers it, and it says, all right, Catherine, how's it going? Uh, wonderful news. Uh, it's lady from the gallery in Rome. You remember, we rang spoke to you last week, and she's like, I can't remember that. She says, oh, well, it is a confusing time. I get that. Um, she says, I tell, I, she says, I understand. I tell you what, I'll send you some tickets. And it's so matter of fact. She's like, I'll send you some tickets. I'll see you in Rome tomorrow. That's it. And she just gets on a plane. Now, Jean-Claude Van Damme, how, he's, a plane is landing, so he's had to go back and put his thumb on the thing. Yeah. Now, this is when you see Jean-Claude, how he smokes a cigarette. He brings it towards his face like, like a plane. Yeah. Throws it into the air, slow-mo, catches it, <laughs> smokes that cigarette. Now, he just... flies the pack like a plane and then tips it out so the cigarette falls out into the ashtray. Like a package. And then he throws it up into his mouth, representing... Because... Well, this is the thing. In this prison island... Jean-Claude Van, Damme's, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme measures the passage of time with cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, he does, yeah. So that's how long it's going to take the plane with the... Meh, so he flies it in. Then he goes, and then I'm going to flip the fag out. That's in the water. Yeah. So he's timing all this. 
<laughs> he's got a fag watch. He's got a cigarette with lines on it, so he times how, you know... That's Did how he he's... time it with his Omega watch that they made sure you saw was an Omega watch? Omega, 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 <laughs> product placement, Omega watch. Yeah. No, just use cigarettes. Just use cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just use cigarettes. Yeah, just use me fag. So yeah, Catherine arrives in Rome at the gallery. Lovely place. She's still a bit bewildered about how these people have just like phoned her and said, oh, you're an artist. Why don't you come and do some art at the, at the crime gallery? It's as if tonight you will meet the mysterious owner of this gallery. Enjoy yourself. Welcome to Rome. I wonder who it is. So, JCVD, also, you've got to remember, this is a man who thinks with his legs. He doesn't just walk with his legs. He does everything with his legs. He stands up on his crutches and he throws a crutch to the ground in defiance in a doorway that is like, I tell you what, lads, this is a perfect doorway for work. Bash! Bashes his leg up on one side and he's like, stretch that leg! Got to get my legs working if I'm going to kick my way off this island. And he kicks another one up and he pulls himself up, swings his legs like a bat, like a Jean-Claude Van Bat swinging. He's like, yeah, this... And he get, then he pinches, punches the doorframe and he gives a look to the camera that says, you know what? This is the perfect size for doing leg training. And he does montage where he starts working out. Man montage, love art. That's what I've got yeah. in my notes. Training montage. Yeah. Training. Yeah. Training in the training doorway. Training, training and I'm soloing. I'm in the doorway. Training. Training doorway. Submerging himself in a bath with a cigarette with lines drawn on it. And he says, if I can get, if I can stay under the bath for one whole cigarette, then I've, I've got it. So that's it. That's yeah. how long it takes to swim past lasers. Yeah. One he's, cigarette. One cigarette. He's planning this escape. He's, he's been doing it for months. He's got bits of paper on the wall to show the passage of time. It was at this <laughs> point that he um he he reinvented the drinking bird. Oh yeah, well that's that yeah. And that's, it. that's in the next uh, in the next scene. He MacGyver's with a Coca Cola can. It's <laughs> part of his escape. So yeah, Ooh. the think tank are back on it. You get back in the office. Come and have a look. Go go and watch the news and tell us what you think's happening. Stavros is back, but they can't work out who he's working for. One of the guys says, like, the Algerians go, they can't afford Stavros. And then he goes, um, what if this is an act of vengeance? Maybe it's personal vengeance, guys. Has anybody thought about that? John claude Van Damme don't say anything. He's just scanning around photos of crime. And then he notices, enhance, click, enhance, click. A butterfly. He says, Q, I've got your butterfly. Oh, sorry, guys, I didn't mention it to you earlier. His wife's got a little butterfly tattoo. That's what the butterfly is. I've got your wife, John Claude Van Damme. Stavros won, John Claude Nilpois. John Claude Van Damme, he sees the, the, the graffiti of the butterfly and he says, Yeah, no, this isn't Stavros, it's got nothing to do with him. It doesn't tell him. And he's like, This is personal. This is my business, not fucking prisoner island crime man. Another thing, why have they got all the best spies in the world stuck on an island and they can't get off? Surely they should be out doing because they're the... retired. They should be out doing all the spying. Well, no, because they're done. They're finished. They got killed. They got taken out of the game. <laughs> they're off the board. Who do you think owns the island? That they're not very good spies if they can't escape from a pissy island, doesn't it? It's a laser island. It's a laser island. But they they've never had John Claude Van Damme, Jack Quinn, Double O Buff has never been trapped there before because he's not trapped there now, guys. He's going to get out. Meanwhile. 
you're never going to guess who owns this fucking gallery. Is it Stavros? Yeah, it is, mate. Yeah. It's Stavros. <laughs> and he's bought the, the swan, the swan piece, the swan cow piece for, for an extortion amount of money. He says, I love that swan. I'll have that. And she says, oh, that was my husband's favourite piece. He thought it was a cow. JCVD's continued to montage train with guitar solos in the doorway. Now he's doing, he's, he's got powerful legs because he's doing bucket kicks. He's like doing double kicks. He's got a bucket full of stones and he's kicking them with both legs. Cut to, he's in the bathroom. He's not, he's not submerging himself now. Now he's got the bath full of water with a blanket wrapped around his neck and he's heaving it up like it's weights, like a beefy boy. And then he's doing it with, it's just like, he's going to have traps like fucking mountains. He's just doing all, because he needs the lats for the swimming. Of course he does. He needs the lats for the swimming. Lats versus lasers. I bet he does the butterfly stroke. Yeah. I'm coming for you, butterfly. I'm coming for you, Catherine. Yeah, he's lifting the bass with his neck, his big beefy neck. No hands. No hands. He just looked out. like he was fucking the the uh, fucking the, it, the tap, didn't it? It did at one point. It just looked like he was humping, humping the, bath. the shit out of that bass. He loves that bass, but he's been there for ages. Also, how's that bass plumbed in? If he's just lifting it. Yeah. And how did he fill it up? He, yeah, a cup, cup at a time. Coke can at a time. That's what it is. It's just filled with Coke. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, it's all right, guys, because he's learned now to hold his breath for the length of a cigarette. So safe. That's all right. Mark mentioned earlier the reinvention of the drinking bird. Now, that this got to go Bart, because, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I've always liked a drinking bird. Well, he's timed it. He's timed it. He knows yeah. this much water in this can of Coke equals pressure, prosh. But, guys, he needs the DNA. He needs his fingerprint for that thumb. Oh. So he removes it, Fletch. What does he do? He takes a scalp. Where the fuck did he get scalpel from? Yeah. And he cuts his thumbprint off his thumb. Yeah. And that was really gross. And he puts it on the, he sticks it on a, on a rubber, on a, an eraser. Eraser. And he's got it timed to go. So, yeah. It was one of those classic 90s rubbers as well. The one that was for pencil and the one that was supposed to be for pen that basically just fucked up the page. Do you remember it's, them? Yeah, just ripped the, the bits of the paper away so you couldn't see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the plane is coming. It's time. The Coke can thumb machine's working. Great. He's gone out. <laughs> JC, Chuck, he's, he's, he's outside. He's looking at the lasers. The lasers are still on. He takes his watch off. He throws it into the sea in defiance. Jumps into the sea just before the lasers turn off. Plip. He screams and jumps. He does. Screaming into the sea. Just as he gets under there, now he's got a hook. Now he's going to hook himself onto the plat. What are they delivering? And what are they taking away? Is it dirty washing? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. The pants of the spies? Yeah. Go and get the spy plantain. Yeah, because they don't have any plum in there. Oh, maybe that's it, yeah. So, yeah, he's going to get himself So He's like, right, I'm going to get on that platform. This is going to be easy. But it's not easy because there's a secret scuba security man under the sea. It's an old enemy of his that he thought he'd killed in Oslo. He's come to fight him now. Under the sea. Why is he there? Why is he there? Because we meet him early when he first in the pool, yeah, turns up in the on the pool. island. Yeah. But no, he's just there. He's just patrolling. Patrolling the sea. He's the scuba man. But he's, he, the thing is with this scuba man, 
he needs to he's use... one of the captives isn't he yeah so yeah. why doesn't he just swim away i don't know just keep going yeah get out of the zone of the lasers he's got a scuba suit on and everything well, exactly that's where he that's where he fails though isn't it he's got a scuba suit he hasn't been practicing with a bath and a cigarette even he can't hold his breath for the length of a cigarette. Yeah, why does he have a scuba suit and Jean-Claude Van Damme doesn't? He don't need it. He kicks, that's how he gets rid of him. He goes like, he has a quick gulp on his on, on the scuba man scuba and then he throws it to the sea and the guy's like, oh shit, I need that. So he goes down after that. Jean-Claude Van Damme punches his way through the raft, hooks onto the uh, dirty washing just in time and gets pulled up into the sky, dingle dangle at the back of a plane. Lasers come back on. Scuba Steve is dead. Lasers through the eyes. He explodes. He explodes in the sea. Everything explodes. Explodium. Explodium, yeah. He himself is made of explodium. Yeah. So he's up in the air now. The bag, the post bag or whatever it is, is dangling off the back of the plane. And Jean-Claude Van Damme's just holding onto the net for dear life going... <laughs> and the, the, the evil postman up there, whatever they are, See, one of them sees him, but Jean-Claude Van Damme claws his way into the plane and kicks everybody out of it with his powerful legs. He makes his way to the front of the plane and he makes the plane fly to Antwerp to drop him off back at Sexy Alley, down at Sexy Time Alleyway in Antwerp. Now, back in Antwerp, Rodman's just about to go for a little razz on his bike, but he can't get it started because JCVD's there, he's in his disguise cap, and he's like, I need merchandise. He's lifted the bike. He lifted the bike, yeah. And they have a little bit of a tussle. And then they're like, we're not going to fight because we're the stars of this. He says, I need merchandise. Let me into the gun shop. Rodman gives him some more weapons. He shows him new, new stuff. Laser sights, stuff like that. And he says, Rodman, uh, can you fly a plane? And he says, like a bird. Birds can't fly planes. No. no. Ironically, though, his plane has got a big bird on it. It's got a flamingo on it. It's a pink plane. Love art from me for that one. I mean, I do like flamingos. Oh, this way he jumps from the plane with a parachute, but it's not a parachute. It's a basketball. Well, yeah, that like basketball got a love heart from me. As they're plummeting towards the earth, Rodman, gra they grab each other, and it's not a parachute. It's a giant basketball. And he says, now that's what I call hang time. Oh, he makes basketball uh, puns the entire time, doesn't he? Yeah. Like <laughs> so many basketball puns. Oh, they're all shit as well. Jean-Claude goes home to his lovely pool in the south of France, sneaking about. He sees, he sees a lady in the house, so, so they must have a nanny. The baby's been born. And she goes, what, what, Catherine? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. Jean-Claude sneaks in, he's going, I'm going to have a look at this baby. I've not seen it yet. Turns out it's a bomb, it's not a baby. House explodes. He runs out of the house. A van comes towards him. He jumps over the van. Then the van explodes. Then street punks come out of the bushes and just start spraying bullets all over the place. Everything's exploding. Jean-Claude Van Damme jumps backwards whilst doing the, the hitman. Bang, bang, bang with both hands. He lands on a lilo and still keeps shooting. He's shooting street punks. He's Max Painting. He is Max Painting, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the Explodium Baby. I, yeah, I, Explodium I... Baby, Explodium Van. Then the lady comes out of the house, blows up the swimming pool. Chucks a hand grenade in the swimming pool. And that goes for a good two minutes. It's powerful. Yeah. After all this has exploded, Stavros has left a message up the road in a car with a tape loop that's just going, ah, I see you're back in the game. I see how you're playing. And it's this tape uh, 
with a postcard saying, you best get your ass to Rome, mate, because I've got your wife and your baby. Get on the plane. Don't take this car because it's going to explode. There's a guy, a sniper, going to shoot him. But bah! luckily, Dennis Rodman was hiding around because he's inconspicuous. Speaking of inconspicuous, Jean-Claude Van Damme says, we need, to get to, we need to get to Rome. Rodman says, don't worry about it. I'll get a car. He gets a tiny little Fiat car that he's so big he has to stick his head out of. I want one of those. <laughs> and talking about him being inconspicuous, Jean-Claude Van Damme says, you look like a carrot in a pair of earrings. <laughs> he does, though, doesn't he? He looks like a sexy carrot. He is. He's wearing this weird bodysuit. Yeah. He looks like a scuba suit. Well, he's, he's got... It, it looks uh, not a scuba suit, like the sort of thing that they'd wear at tobogganing in the Olympics. Yeah. But then he's got an anorak over the top of he's, it. He's dressed <laughs> like a bobsledder. Yeah, he's dressed like I, a scuba I do player. enjoy Dennis Rodman's outfits and hair in this film. I enjoyed it immensely. His hair is different in every scene, which is amazing. Which is ludicrous, because yeah. there's like... They're on quite a, a tight. They're on quite a tight schedule, and they've got this pissy little car. Next scene, he's got different coloured hair. It's yeah, like, and then just... how did you find the time to go to a hairdresser's when you're on a quite a tight schedule? He must have a guy that just follows him around. And he's, does it. he's probably invented a gadget. Yeah, Paul Freeman, Ivan News. He's in Rome now. He's tracking John Claude. Yeah, because he's the bloody guardian. He's got to kill John Claude Van Damme, and he's left the island. So Ivan News is after him now. As if he needs that. Now, Dennis collects, a, collects an envelope from the hotel because he's in disguise as a massive 50s gangster. Um, <laughs> with gold air. With gold yeah. air. And uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he's all right because he's wearing his disguise cap. You can never tell who he is when he's wearing that cap. He goes and collect, collects an um, envelope and he says, look, here you go, Jean-Claude. Uh, by the way, you're going to pay me? You said you're going to pay me for this. And he's like, oh, that was a lie. I wasn't going to pay you. Um, I just needed your help. And he goes, dickhead. And he looks at the picture and he says, oh, what's that? He says, it's a picture of me. He's got my son. And Rodman says, keep, you can keep your money. You didn't tell me it was about family. That's it. If it's about family, it's on. I'll help you. I'll do what I can. Oh, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. So they come, they get, they come together with a bit of a plan. This, oh, the fist bump, the bump and twist. Oh, how they greet each other. She says, he says, forget about the money. But I'll, I'll help you do this. He says, it's time to get off the bench. Ah, uh, basketball pun. We should totally do the bump and twist next time we see each other. If yeah. we ever see each other again. Fucking COVID. JCBD says, sometimes the best defence is a strong offence. Now he's giving Rodman basketball sass. You know, he's saying, I understand. Then they fist bump and they're like, let's get it on. He's speaking his language. Yeah. Stavros has been making the rules so far, but if we play the game, my wife and son are dead. Not, I don't want to play his game. So their plan is they're going to send an email on a tiny 90s computer. It's a little Nokia. A little Nokia computer thing. It's a bit, For fuck's sake. But Robin says, don't be daft. If you send an email, all of the law enforcement agencies in the world will see that, and they'll want to know What's going on with Stavros? And he says, yes, mate, that's why I'm doing it. You're getting me, Rodman. You get what I'm doing. So he does a little thing. So it says, like, trick or treat. It comes through on his on the Mickey Rod's little email machine. And he's like, ah, shrewd move. He goes to the hospital to get Catherine. She's pregnant because he's got her in his own hospital. He walks in and he pushes the maid over. 
takes a label from a prescription, sticks it on a window, and bundles her into a car, into a taxi, and says, we're going. We're out of here. He's just a baddie, isn't he? He's just a bad lad. Outside the hotel, all sorts of law enforcement agencies are there. Everyone is there undercover. Undercover street artists, undercover men at work with, with hats on, people with earpieces. Everyone looks like they're in the CIA. There's a guy folding crepes. Yeah, but looking about. But he's looking about yeah. whilst folding the crepes. Like, he's, he's the, he was the clearest one, crap man. And there's like, yeah, like people reading papers with, like, eye holes in them. <laughs> Everyone's got binoculars. Everyone's got binoculars. It's kind of like the end of John Wick 2. Yeah, whenever all of the assassins have come Where just kill. everyone in the world just turns around <laughs> like, oh, we're all assassins. You're in assassin world, John. It's all right, though, because, like I said, Rodman is disguised as a... Uh, as like Al Capone, basically. <laughs> He's disguised as six foot seven Al Capone. Yeah, purple haired Al Capone. Oh no, I think his hair's green at this point, actually. Uh, you just can't keep up with it, can you? But John Claude Van Damme. With massive gypsy hoops. John, he looks around on the square. I mean, we've all been to Europe. We've been to these squares where you've got like hippies that have taken gap years. You've got, you've got grebs with skateboards. I, can't, I, I, you, I can see Dennis Rodman, but I can't see Jean-Claude Van Damme amongst <laughs> all these hippies, all these beatniks. But there he is, Jean-Claude Van Damme. What's he dressed like, Mark? He's got the best wig ever and John Lennon glasses. <laughs> He's got, like, a Robert Smith wig on. <laughs> Do you know who he looks like? He looks like Brendan Fraser in California Man, Encino Man. <laughs> Looks like he's been wheezing the juice, but D. It is <laughs> the best disguise ever. Yeah, so that's fine. Yeah, so he's there, and he's got a, he's got a, he's got like a hemp rucksack and everything. Where did they get that from? I mean, it could probably the back of that little car that he nicked. <laughs> that's probably owned by a hipster, wasn't it? While he's sitting there, he hears a horn honking, like a, like a goose of justice, and he's like, I recognise that. That car, and he looks up, and he just happens to look up and see his wife in the back of the car, in the back of a taxi. He's, he's being blocked by a lovely wedding that's happening in this square. So the other, the, the other third of the crowd are at the wedding. So you've got spies, policemen, wedding guests. Right. It's an explosive combination, as we'll find out soon. But yeah, he's like, Catherine, there's no! There's a policeman riding around on a oh, horse. Oh, a policeman riding around on a horse. I mean, he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be fine. So... Jean-Claude Van Damme, slow-mo, starts running across, running through all these agents, and they're like, I can see him. He's running through on slow-mo, and the car gets through the traffic, but he bumps into Mickey Rourke. He's there, smooth. That was really good, that scene, because they do just kind of establish that fucking everyone there is a spy or or a um, private terrorist. Like, all of them are. Yeah. So when he starts running... You just see them all just kind of turning like, what's he doing? Oh, yeah, no, no, that's John. I can see him. That's him. I've seen He's wearing a funny wig. I've seen through his Brendan Fraser disguise. I can see who he is. Mickey Rourke's there, just cool as fuck, smoking a cigarette. And he's like, all right, Jean-Claude. I think this scene does highlight the huge gap of ability in acting between Jean-Claude Van Damme and Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme's run is the hammiest, cheesiest shite. And then Mickey Rourke is as cool as a cucumber, genuinely malevolent. Yeah. And it really does highlight that they employed one for his kicks 
and one for his acting ability, you know? Saying that, though, they did leave a, a second in this where, when you, you know, when they do the shot from underneath Mickey Rourke and you see the sniper behind him, the inconspicuous sniper, Mickey Rourke looks down at the camera. Oh, does he? He just goes, oh, oh shit. <laughs> and they keep it, he's still in there, he's still in there. So they, And he's like, uh, he says, you know something, Jack? I never break a promise. And I promise to invite you to your own kids' christening. <laughs> but I recommend you wear black. <laughs> what? Yes, yeah, that's a baddie speech. That's it? such a complicated threat. Yeah. I'll invite you to your own kids' christening, but wear black because it'll be dead because it'll actually be a funeral for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, he says, let my wife go, take me. He says, do you know what, John Claude? I'm going to take all three of you, you bunch of pricks. Mickey Rott was a professional boxer, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He was. He's like the punches to Jean Claude's kicks. Well, maybe that's it. But that, at, while this is happening, when they go, when they're face to face, mono e mono, an agent goes, I've got eyes on them. I've got Stavros and Quinn. Everyone drops their fake newspapers, drops the craps. The cre- yeah, the, the guy pulls man. a gun out of his creps. Yeah, everyone's got an Uzi. Horseman opens his cape to reveal that he's just got an Uzi and he just starts laying waste to everyone. The, all of the police are shooting each other. Who's, who's, you don't know whose side who's on. Everyone's no. just shooting. <laughs> the, the gunman on horseback earned a love art from me because he was just yeah. fucking badass. I enjoyed him immensely. Yeah, just chomping around on his horse, shooting people up with an Uzi. It's, it's, like a, it's like a bullet harvest. It's, a, it's like there's a sniper on the roof. So Rodman makes chase with the sniper with the scar on his face. The wedding, that, that girl's had a lovely day ruined by gun crime. Jean-Claude Van Damme nicks the horse and carriage, rides off. With, rides jumps off on the horse. Yeah, jumps on the horse back. like he's fucking Errol Flynn and just rides off. The scar-faced uh, sniper man comes down with the zip wire. Rodman's trying to get to him. But some kind of law agency man, or a baddie, we don't know, chases him into the taxi and he says, you're out of the game now, Rodman. And they have a fight in a taxi, shooting each other. And he's, and he's kicking him with his big, long, gangly legs in the back of a car. He's, all, he's like a spider, Rodman. And after the, after <laughs> He's that, like a daddy long legs. <laughs> yeah, he gets out and he chases, he chases the, uh, the obvious sniper into the, uh, into the hotel lobby. The sniper makes his way through the hotel, looking shady the whole time. He does well to outrun Dennis Rodman, well, doesn't he? he does, but he doesn't outrun JCVD. Like a big it? fucking giraffe. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't outrun um, Jean-Claude, though. He's up there in a different costume now. He's got a coat on and different clothes. If you don't know if you know, Yeah, that. he changed his coat. Yeah. Changed the skies. And he's like, all right, assassin, you just tried to kill me up there. And he went, oh, no, I didn't. And he spins round and... He starts, <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. He spins around and he starts unloading a, a sea of bullets from, from, his, from his guitar case. Very much like Desperado. Yeah. And, I and, thought uh, it was like Desperado's as well. Yeah. It was good. And he's like jumping all over the place, dodging the bullets. Starts kicking him, obviously. He kicks him. He kicks him through windows. He throws him into a room. But in that room is a little man who's waiting for Jean-Claude. He kicks a chair at him. He kicks his shoes at him. And then... He picks up a knife with his feet. He's got a flick knife in his, like, holding it in his foot between his toes. That's very crying Freeman, isn't it? Yeah. So he kicks his shoes off at Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's got a foot knife and they have a fight, but this guy's trying to stab him with a a flick knife he's got in between his toes. It's brilliant. Brilliant. 
But that's the only language Jean-Claude understands. The language of feet. The language of kicks. He's seen his tapes. He's been studying tapes. <laughs> but I, I, I just put down great fight scene, Loveheart. So I actually bothered to look at who did the fight choreography. I did, Mark, but you tell us, please. Mate, it's Sammo Hung. It is Sammo Hung. Fletch, I, when we, I said that to Fletch after we watched it. He said, maybe it's a different Sammo Hung. I said, there's only one Sammo Hung, Fletch. How could you even think such a thing? Is it actually Sammo Hung? It is, yeah. Of course so it's Sammo kick- Hung. He's kicking him, th- chucking him through windows. It could be someone else called Sammo Hung. But it wouldn't be s- that good, would it, if it was a different Sammo Hung? I don't know. Sammo Hung's the best. I love him. Is Sammo Hung still alive? Yes. yes. Oh, I love him. I want to be mates with Sammo Hung. <laughs> He's I the Kung Fu Panda. I remember his uh, cop show from Channel 5. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Martial Law. Yeah. No, that was that, well, good. Yeah, it was martial law. Oh, was it martial law? I thought that was the Stephen Seagal one. Martial law. Oh. Do you know what? You were making fun of um, JCVD's run earlier. Have you ever seen Stephen Seagal run? I've seen him fight a number of men. Have you ever seen him run? I've seen him fight a number of men. You've never seen him run? He looks like Donald Trump going down that ramp, like a toddlery old man. Yeah, he runs like a five-year-old. Yeah. With little, <laughs> little flipper arms. Yeah. He's rubbish. Oh. The fight with the foot knife man ends with um, he puts cheese wire on the back of his head. It's like he's trying to cut up a big slice of Belgian blue cheese. I love slightly like cre- Flemish creamy cheese. It was great. Well, the, the, I, I just loved the kind of creative weaponry stuff. It, it, it was just so Samo, wasn't it? Yeah. While, is it? while this is happening, Catherine has been taken to the shady gangster hospital to have the baby. Jack is coming. Take care of it. Now, Jack... He's looking around. He's like, I need some help. I need Dennis Rodman. So he goes to see some monks, the cyber monks. Dennis Rodman has built a mainframe that needs to be seen to be believed, as he's told by the first monk that he meets. Yeah, Dennis Rodman and the cyber monks. They're just in there, doing their, like, collecting information from the internet. One of the monks shouts when he sees computer boobs. He's like, get it off! Get their boobs off! <laughs> We're men of God! So, yeah, they're looking out because they're going to find, they're going to trace his wife from the, um, from the prescription. Say, so there's only a few people who give out this drugs, these drugs. Oh, hang on. The one's just come through. We've got the information from the colony. The colony are helping the monks to help Jack. So he sends them a, back, a message back, says a little email. Thanks for the blessing. Love, Jack. The monk's Italian accent, Fletch. Why did they keep him there in the first place? Don't know, because they just sent him out to do it. The, the pointless island. He didn't need to go to that island. They were just like, oh, do, uh, I don't... So they put him on the island because he couldn't catch Stavros. So he escaped and caught him. And then they were like, oh, we, like you're the best at catching, like, going after Stavros, and there's no one left who can do that. It's like, well, he's still there. Yeah. Don't, don't trap him on a laser island. Yeah, and then they let him off and they're like, yeah, just go after him. So what did you put him there in the first place for? I've got a game of bingo at, at, at six with James Bond and, uh, <laughs> and, ja- and Bourne. Bourne. James and <laughs> Bourne. James and Bourne. Bourne and Bond. Bingo with Bourne and Bond. That's Bourne and Bond. Spy game Sunday. The monks tell them, right, this is, this is the way to go. The Italian accents of the monks, it's like the fucking Dom Eel everywhere. They're like, go down the tunnel there. Bobbity bobby dooby da. It was. <laughs> really? Hey! I'll give it the map. 
You go to the island, down at the tunnel. <laughs> Eat the pasta. <laughs> Shut up in your face. Fucking so, hell. So yeah, the baby's coming. Push, push, the baby's coming. They get stuck, but Rodman's got Santex in his pocket. He says, I've always got Santex in my pocket. Oh, I haven't got enough wire, though, to blow this wall off. I'll uh, do some basketball skills with a skull. Explosion number 508 in the film. Dennis Rodman blows a wall up with basketball skull of death. Good. Boom. The baby's now born. The doctor, like, like baby's born. And then Mickey Rourke outside the room says, yeah, I'll have the baby, but get rid of that doctor and that wife. Get rid of them. And he's like, okay. So he goes in to kill them. But the doctor saves the day. She's got a tiny little doctor gun. Yeah, that's what they all have. In her doctor bag. Yes. <laughs> now, um, Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme, they're at the island. They, I don't know why it's an island, but they're at the island. Mickey, Mickey Rourke is aware. And this is when you get, um, oh, Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme accidentally fight each other in the dark. Not knowing. And they go, oh, it's me, it's me. Oh, couldn't tell oh, it was you, Rodman. You, You're yeah. too inconspicuous. So, yeah, Rodman, Rodman helps out by dishing out some of his daddy long legs kicks. <laughs> JCVD is reunited with his wife and he's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> What's happening, Catherine? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm honest. He's like, where is my son? Yeah, she must not have a fucking clue what's happening. No, no neither of them do. She says, I think he's taken him to the arena of pain. <laughs> the Coliseum. The Coliseum. <laughs> it is a fucking Coliseum, isn't it? Yeah, it's all filmed in Rome. Yeah, it's the end. It's the arena. And Mickey Rourke is waiting. Tops off. Tops off. Tops cowboy off. boots. <laughs> in the Good. middle in the middle of a coliseum. But it's not just a coliseum. There's, there, are, there are landmines all over the floor. And he's got a babby in a, in a cot there. And he's like... And he's put little, little... Little markers. Little markers. Little crucifixes over each landmine. Yeah. And he says, look, he says... This is the situation, mate. Put your gun down. A sniper shoots Jean-Claude in the head, just skims him. He says, put your gun down and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll wrestle about this. And he says, don't worry about it. If, if, you, if you don't survive my Coliseum of pain, I'll raise your son as my own. Stavros crime man number two. Crime baby. Crime baby. Yeah, that's it. And he'll be riding around on the backs of motorbikes. motorbikes. <laughs> <laughs> and he says to him, he says, and you know what? Men are strong, Jean-Claude Van Damme, but the tiger is stronger. <laughs> oh, he's changed sides. <laughs> Maybe the tiger was a private terrorist and they've just paid him more. Paid hey, him to more, come yeah. to our side. Yeah, give him more meat, give, give him nicer food. So he's like, I'm going to go with Mickey Rourke now. So he releases a tiger into the arena of pain and runs off. And then Jean-Claude's like, shit! The tiger chases him all over the place. He kicks it. He kicks it. Yeah, he I didn't goes. like that. He fucking knew. He just kicks it. And he goes, ah! Yeah, and then it chases him. But what about the baby, guys? What about the baby? Me, 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 me. Don't worry. Dennis Rodman's here on his horrible green bike, and he catches the baby. He's like, I'll, I'll deal with this. You fight the tiger. You fight the tiger. I'll take care of the baby. And he takes the baby and he hides him. Now, the, the tiger <laughs> two options, look after a baby or fight a tiger. I know which I'd have taken as well. Yeah. So he hides it. <laughs> it's like a child, though. He picks it up and rides off and he just shoves it in a nook in the wall. Yeah, don't go anywhere. And he says, I'll be back. 
and he goes off he goes off to to help out because there's a few bad lads still knocking about rodman fights that bad lad takes his top off because he's doing business tops off takes care of business the tiger however john claude's having a right old kerfuffle with his tiger he's chased him upstairs to a perilous ledge Bongo Fury, the soundtrack's like just bon- furious bongo playing for like the next 10 minutes. Like Predator. <laughs> it is like Predator. They shoot away the perilous ledge and the tiger falls down. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is saved by the topless Rodman. It, it swings across like Princess Leia and Luke, and Luke Skywalker at the end of Star Wars. <laughs> the tiger <laughs> at the bottom, he noms down the last of the uh, security men. He's like, ooh, I'll have that. Have a lovely bit of man arm. Chomp. Change sides again. Change sides again. Fickle. He's a tiger. He's like the big show, isn't he? He's just constantly switching sides. <laughs> so Rodman kills the baddie, takes his top off. He swings and saves JCVD. He says, you take care of my son. I'll take care of Stavros. Fist bump. Twist and lock. It's the final battle. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Pelting it. Legging it. Full on into the arena. Mickey Rourke sticks his leg out. Bosh. And he fucking scrapes. He scrapes across the floor on his face. He goes like a full couple of feet just on his face. Yeah. And then you they have a massive... You'd have had a bit of road rash from that, wouldn't you? Yeah, but no, he doesn't. He does not, the, not the granite chin of Jean-Claude Van Damme. So, yeah, they have a massive, massive kick fest all over the place. Well, Jean-Claude Van Damme and a man claiming to be Mickey Rourke have a fight. It's clearly not Mickey Rourke. <laughs> he couldn't Many kicks love heart for this scene. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Ivan Ooze is here now. He's come. He saves the Kick baby. Jewel. He kicks the shit out of Stavros. Kicks the shit out of him. Rodman accidentally treads on a mine. Stavros <laughs> is like, ah, <laughs> put mines all over the place. And he's like, oh, no. But it's a good job he's a technical genius. And he, and he diddles it with a screw, holds it down. And he's like, phew, thanks, thanks for basketball science. I am now saved. Now, they continue to fight. And... Uh, while they continue to fight, click. Mickey Rourke has got his foot on a mine. Shit. How did he get there? How did he get there? And he says, oh, by the way, sorry, I forgot to tell you. I moved all your minds around. <laughs> when did he do that? <laughs> when did he, he move all the crucifixes yeah, around? Yeah, moved them all How about. did he not spot him doing it? I don't know. Inconspicuous Rodman. Inconspicuous Rodman, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like a shadow. <laughs> Six foot eight, built like a tank. Inconspicuous Rodman, yeah, yeah. He's like the knight. He's basically Batman. He's got his foot on the mine. Who's, who's here now? Who pops up now? Big Tiger Kitty. So. Big Kitty Tiger. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of uh, Mickey Rourke. He's like, Tiger coming to sort towards him. He's like, do I take my foot off this or do I get mauled by the Tiger? Takes his foot <laughs> off. They both die. Now, everything explodes in the arena. Oh, my God. Everything explodes. We said earlier on, there's a lot of Coke machines in this film. Now, this abandoned arena has got about seven Coke machines in it, just in case you pop there and you fancy a drink. <laughs> but it's a good job they are there because they hide behind the Coke machine at the end and that's what saves them. They Super hide... fire-resistant Coke machine. The Coke <laughs> machine is impervious to explosions. Yeah, and it's the, that's the biggest explosion of them all, is the Colosseum going up. A stone building, bear that in mind, Oh my, there was a load of landmines in there. There was loads of loads of super powerful landmines. Yeah, yeah. And a tiger. So that's all over. They're about to get in the car. Ivan Ooze says, Oh, one more thing. 
I'm the guardian, mate. I'm going to pop you off now. I'm going to kill you. Dennis Rodman says, I wonder if my lucky coin is lucky for you. And he goes, boom, Rodman fog. JCVD is gone in the fog. And he's like, bloody hell, Rodman, you're good at magic, aren't you? And he says, I know I am, Ivan Ooze. I know I am. <laughs> Never he man laugh, and it ends. Uh, that film was fucking batshit. Okay. Oh, so it doesn't end though, does it? Because there's a song, Rodman's song. Oh God, his freaky song at the end. Is is he was RuPaul before RuPaul was? His sassy song. Was. His sassy song about being freaky. Yeah, he's talking about his dick. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Dennis Rodman, Jean Claude Van Damme. That song was awful. It really was. <laughs> Yeah. That was such an awful, cringy 90s song. It did, yeah. It was almost like Xbox music, as we, uh, you know, that sort of like. <laughs> yeah, it just had Rodman <laughs> talking about. Talking about his sexy. Between bits. our legs, the family jewels. Yeah, and that's it. Wow. So, did you enjoy that uh, little trip into espionage, guys? It's like very much like a John, uh, very much like a James Bond film, I thought. I didn't think it was like a James Bond film at all. I agree <laughs> with you, Malachi. It was just like James Bond. Was, yeah. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Dennis Rodman was a very good Dennis Rodman and did some dumb shit. And um, there was a lot of kicking. Holy shit, there was so much explodium. I was always going to like this. I, yeah. I'm a bit kind of eh about the, how the tiger was treated. But other than that, loved it. Good stuff. I mean, I picked it because of the explosions and the windows and the madness, to be honest. Fletch, you enjoyed this one, didn't you? Yes. Yes. My favourite bit was when he kicked the tiger. <laughs> You're a shit bag. Yeah. That's, that's what I do to your cats when you're not in the room. How dare you? I do. I kick them. Well, I just think, do you, do you the other day when he jumped up on the set here and he saw it was me and it was like, oh, it's the shoe man, the shoe man. <laughs> I was working on my kitties. Thank you for joining me on that, on that animal-friendly bombshell at the end there. We'll, we'll leave it, I think. So thank you for joining us this week on Super Tap Film Club. Please do not forget to like and subscribe. Please do a review on the Apple machine. Tell your friends that we're good. We keep getting messages from people, and Fletch thinks I'm making them up from people that, that say I'm really good at comedy, and he thinks it's, it's a... You sent it. Sent you it. sent it to yourself. I did not send it to myself. But we, we love the messages that people send to us. It's great. They are they are real messages, Fletch. But yeah, please, if you can, subscribe, like, pass it on. Tell a friend about Super Tap Film Club. Anyone is welcome, as long as they're not racist or fascist or anything like that. <laughs> Don't tell anyone like that to listen to us, because they're cunts. <laughs> oh, God, God. I used to like this show. Then it got really political. God, yeah, just at the last second. Yeah. yeah. You had Dennis Rodman in it. That's too political. Too political. He's like, he's a, he's a lady man of the past. The confuser. The confuser is question mark sexuality. Oh, what are we doing next week? Can we do Crime Freeman? No, because we need a horror. We need a horror next week, so we're doing can, Body Mail. Can we do Voodoo Academy? That's a horror. Is Crime Freeman your new Voodoo Academy? I Just want both of them. You want both of them? Is that the one with Mark Dacascos in it? Of course yes. it is. Fucking stupid question. Of course it is. Love Mark Dacascos. Loves Mark Dacascos. He's got a lovely face and he's good with a bow staff. That's right. Mark, are you aware of the Australian film Body Melt? I am. It's got a badass Harold Bishop in it. It has got Harold Bishop in it and very a lot of melting. We're doing some body horror. We're going to Australia. It's Body Melt next week. 
Oh, it's not a wolf-related film. <laughs> <laughs>